0: happy sunday and welcome back to the podcast we have invited on a special guest who was on earlier this season and i am excited for her to be on it's bex from branding with bex podcast and we are very appreciative of her coming back on in today's episode we are talking about everything that has been happening in current events lately that's from the scoutist's house being picketed and rioted to Elon Musk we will be talking a little bit about him we will also dive into some science as well if that interests you stay tuned come along with us also if you want to listen to Bex with Branding with Bex podcast or go read her blog everything to that is in the show notes of today's episode so go check her out she's amazing and without further ado here's our discussion Welcome back. Last week we did not have an episode because I was recording with a few special people. I put all of those interviews on Instagram. You can go check them out. I have links. I will put those in today's episode, but we have the amazing Bex or Rebecca um, on today. She's been on before and we are so glad to have her back on today's discussion is going to be just that. It's going to be a discussion. We're going to question some things. We are going to call out a few skepticisms that have been up in the air, and you will not be hearing these from the mainstream media, but I am so glad to have her on to talk to you about this today. So do you want to introduce us a little bit to you um, and kind of tell us a little bit about yourself? (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for having me on the show again, I'm Rebecca, but you can call me Bex. I've been on the show before. Mm-hmm. We did a little bit of an interview, but today I'm excited to have a discussion with you and just catch up on some things that are happening, some current events, because like we've been talking, I think mm-hmm. there are some people that are either starting to question things that are going on, or at one point were questioning things that are now kind of taking a step back from that. But I think it's mm-hmm. so important to be actively engaged and always being a free thinker is so important.
0: Absolutely. And I am so excited to have you on. We are going to be talking about a range of things. We're going to be talking a little bit about Elon Musk, kind of just questioning what is he doing, you know? And we're going to do the new documentary that was made by the D'Souza's, which is 2,000 Mules. Very fascinating movie. Um, and then we're going to be talking about a federal law that is being broken currently in the United States. And what should Americans on the opposite side of the aisle who are not protesting, what should they be doing about this? Should we be um, doing some actions, being proactive, as um, Bex said earlier? Should we be doing that? And then lastly, we're just going to wrap up with any other current events we can think of because, like we said, today's just a discussion. It's going to be fun, and I hope you enjoy listening. So, Bex, let's start with Elon Musk. What What's going on with him? <laughs> I, so this is a
1: different topic but basically i'm no expert when it comes to elon musk i've mentioned to you and a few times some people are like oh how come we're not freaking out about what's going on with twitter i, I personally just don't trust him as a person mm-hmm. so that's just me um, i'm not an elon expert by any means but i'm definitely not someone's going to you know jump on the team elon fan club um and you know What's going on right now with him buying Twitter, I know that I actually just saw today that there might be a halt on that. So everybody that was freaking out about it, it might not even happen, <laughs> okay. we don't know. Um, but one thing I do know is that if there's something that's being pushed on the news or pushed in my face for, if that's happening for mm-hmm. a reason. Right. It's either a distraction to distract me from something else or there's like a hidden reason as to why this is happening. Mm-hmm. So some background on Elon Musk. So I didn't really know too much about him. A lot of people have a really really different like, views on what he did or what he's doing. Um, so, you know, from what I heard, he actually bought into PayPal. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing some research on him from Business Insider and they said that he actually started a huge fight amongst the PayPal co-founders in 2020 mm-hmm. because he was pushing to move their servers from a free Unix operating system to Microsoft, um, which was kind of a red flag for me yeah. and then in 2004, um, he actually made the first of what would be 70 million dollars of total investments mm-hmm. in Tesla, and Tesla was actually um, co-founded by a veteran startup executive, Martin Eberhard, in 2008. And I mean, Martin Eberhard. And then in 2008, there was a uh, with the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Musk actually saved Tesla from bankruptcy by investing 40 million dollars and then loaning the company $40 million more. And this is from Business Insider. So at that point, it wasn't a coincidence, but, you know, definitely not coincidentally, <laughs> but he was named the company's CEO that year. Okay. I think a lot of people think that maybe he started Tesla or he started PayPal or he right. started these companies, and then you kind of dive into it more, and it seems like you just really heavily invested in them. Right. Um, the, the big one for me that, means, like, well, I'm not a super big trust in Elon Musk is because of Neuralink which was founded in 2017, mm-hmm. which includes um, building devices that can be the microchips that can be implanted yes. inside the human brain. Um, I know that there are a lot of reasons why people say this could be really good. For example, if someone's paralyzed or has some sort of disability, this could be like huge um, in regards to being able to recover and live, you know, a different lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But I I also have to see the other end of that too as to, okay, when do we stop with that? Is that that really the direction that they want to take this company or are they looking to take it in a, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. then gets microchips and then pretty soon you have to have one to exist among society. I know Mm -hmm. it sounds kind of silly, (laughs) but you have to kind of think these ways too.
0: Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought this up. So I think a lot of people mix up that he actually has bought Twitter already. So right. from from what you said and I I have been researching this too. He hasn't actually officially bought Twitter, correct?
1: Yeah, so I actually I mean I get like I subscribe to a lot of the like social media newsletter just mm-hmm. some updates <laughs> and from what I heard today there was a temporary halt on like what's going right. on with that. So it might not he might not officially be buying it. Like there's right. s- some things in question there. Yeah. So, I know there's a lot of excitement from some people about Mm -hmm. twitter and the the fact that he's buying it and then you have people on the other side that are miserable that he's buying it but (laughs) it seems just to me like a lot of manufactured emotions Mm -hmm. over something that may or may not happen
0: that's a great way to describe it i think that um the reason why we're like putting him up on a pedestal is because for so long our social media platforms have been a huge place for censorship, censorship sorry. Um, mm-hmm. and in the First Amendment it says that your government isn't allowed to censor you, you can have the freedom of speech, so it it's this place where we're seeing other countries, they don't have that, but why is it existing in the US? So I think that's why a lot of people are excited about it, but at the same time, it it fascinates me that everyone thinks that he's the one who has started up these companies but no he's kind of like the second hand man coming in and reviving it I guess would be a good mm-hmm. word to say um and then also I wanted to go back to your point where you were talking about it wasn't about the micro trip because I do want to get to that but what was it it was uh twitter um what else Sorry.
1: <laughs> um, no, you're good. We brought... Oh, and then you also mentioned in the, the notes talking about his uh, stance on whether it's pro-life or pro-abortion.
0: Yes. He... Yeah. So... That too. But um, I'm trying to remember what you said. It was something in the middle. But... Um, so, yes. I want to get to the microchipping, though. That kind of fascinates okay. me. So, there's this guy. His name is J.D. Rucker. And he has a kind of... I. It's not exactly a podcast, because you can't really find him, but he's trying not to get censored because of how out there he is, but if the listeners Uh want to come and listen to it, his um, thing is called The Midnight Centennial, and he just Uh did an episode, and it's titled The Four Reasons Elon Musk Should Prove He's Not a Part of the Transhumanist Globalist Elites. That like I said, he's way out there. Like he's, he's on the opposite side of the spectrum, but kind of to break down those words, transhumanism, globalist, uh, elite, what, what do, what does he mean by that? Um, would you want to elaborate on that?
1: Um, yeah. So I think that from what I'm gathering, like he's talking about the aspect when it comes to neural link and implanting mm-hmm. something into the human brain, you're actually kind of becoming half like I know it sounds silly to say something like this, like half robot, half human, right. and that is there is a a, tra- a, a movement out there for transhumanism, mm-hmm. and if you look at what that what that is, and if you look at the pictures that you can see from certain celebrities out there, and like if you look at those pictures of Lady Gaga that have her literally looking like she's half human, half robot, mm-hmm. um, there is a push from a global elite to do something like this. Um, and now you you look at the Neuralink, for example, and you have, like, the microchips and all that stuff, and you can't help but kind of connect the two in a way, and it's like, hey, who is behind all of this? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do think, like, that you want to, I guess, live on Earth forever, then you would kind of push for this way of life, in right. a way. Um, again, I'm not sure who's entirely a part of this whole right. group as to what this guy's talking about, um, but... That is something that has been brought up quite a few times, especially right now as we're going through this current push, which is for globalism. Um, And that is something that it's becoming more and more in front of our
0: face, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and yeah, it when I was listening to it, he was like kind of giving a history and a background just like you did on Elon Musk. But one of the things that I that stuck out to me, at least, was that he trained as a young global leader. And I feel like we've been hearing that lately, even in the news, like sometimes they'll accidentally say that, like he was this, Um, but Elon Musk is not the only one who went to that conference or has gone through Mm -hmm. that training. But essentially, the reason why certain individuals go through this training is to line up with the World Economic Forum. And I know that's a big (laughs) Uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) that's a whole other (laughs) that's a whole other thing (laughs) um but essentially like even if you go to the World Economic Forum or the World Health Organization it's all laid out there for you um and it will talk about what their agenda is what they are trying to achieve and even like far down on the list transhumanism is on there so that that fascinates me that he's going down that path
1: Mm mm-hmm Yeah, and I think that that it's something like, it's almost to some, to people, it seems like, oh my gosh, that's so far-fetched that, Mm -hmm. like, this could ever happen, but then you have to think about it, like, years ago, we, we carry a cell phone around now, Mm -hmm. like, it's an appendage, okay, (laughs) we didn't, people didn't do that before, so the crazy merge that we've had with technology, like, has been happening, and it's happening really fast, Mm -hmm. and some people want to distance themselves from it, like, even just the metaverse freaks me out, to be honest. Um, the thought of going into something like that, people are buying real estate in the metaverse. Like to me, it makes, it doesn't make sense. And nor do I want to live in in a fake world anyway. (laughs) Me either. But um, there are some people that are really excited about it and Mm -hmm. really into that. And to me, no, I I never got into like virtual reality or anything like Mm -hmm. that. It's not my thing. Um, I kind of draw the line at social media, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, there's definitely a push to get people to stay at home on on their devices, hooked up. Mm -hmm. and consuming and that's I think what could be tricking all the stuff that's going on now too it's like slowly Mm -hmm. taking
0: place right yeah before we get to talking about his pro-abortion stance I wanted to talk about um how he has like essentially with the microchipping what are reasons and why would someone want maybe even from a scientific point I know I have a few um reasons why I would think um on the pro and the con side of why someone would want a microchip but of course um on here we want to like kind of reach into the biblical value of something and try to figure out like how those two tied together but what do you think why would someone want to microchip I know you've talked a little bit about this but um what essentially is the yeah. eternal value of it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I am. So I have not done my research on this. And also anything that I'm saying today, it's just me speaking to you, a discussion. I'm, yeah. I'm not like a pro at yes. any of this by any means. Um, but the, from what I'm, I've seen about it is like, I saw one video on the concept of it. And it was mm-hmm. really like being able to help people that like are paralyzed mm-hmm. or aren't able to use like a part of their body. Right will then be able to use it because it'll like connect with their nerves. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly they'll be able to use their arm again or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess from the, like being able to have a physical ability to do something, you could kind of see like, okay, this is one reason why it, if it could grant you the ability to like, to move again or things like mm-hmm. that, you could kind of see the, the potential in it from like the scientific aspect, I suppose. And um, then you also have the side of the tracking, which is something that I'm obviously against. So when it comes to, you know, owning a company like Tesla, which is electric cars that can be shut off by the government, then you have mm-hmm. microchips, and now the government's tracking your every move. Those are the two sides of it that I see. What have you heard about it so far?
0: Would it And um, before I give a few more things, um, would it be for Fetch to say that it essentially gives someone a like start over button that's a good question um
1: i i don't know i mean it's going to be tough because i don't know how they're going to tie it in like i know if you work if you if you live in like a communist country for example Mm -hmm. which i know Elon musk's Musk's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend grimes actually brought up how he could create like the perfect communist world Mm. um so i know she is really into that and then I don't know if it would necessarily give you a start over button, but I I do think about the concept where it's like, for example, us having a conversation like this right now Mm -hmm. um, and being and questioning things. (laughs) That's something that could be tracked. And then could, if you know what the social credit score is, that's Mm -hmm. how things happen over in China and our internet could get rolled back right now just because we're talking about this. Um, So I don't know about necessarily a start over button. I'm curious what you mean by that, but I think, I don't know if they would let you start over again and then right. Yeah, I'm not I'm honestly not sure. What do you think about
0: that? So, there was this documentary that caught my attention on it was actually mm-hmm. Disney Plus before we deleted our subscription, but um I watched it. It's called Year Million and it went through each question that someone would have scientifically and I am such a science like I love science. I love looking into like technology. What is it doing? How is it gonna progress in the future? Is it gonna get faster? Is it kind of slowing down? And I can definitely say after watching this documentary, it is definitely speeding up. But yeah. it. what I meant by start over is kind of like, and I wanna kind of tie this into what it means eternally. We as people, we all know that we have an end date. We're gonna die. Um, that's just what happens mm-hmm. to humans. Um, even though it's unfortunate, that's what happens. But in this documentary, it basically said if this person has either a new brain makeup or something like a chip that could reboot or reprogram the human body, the cells, and just kind of revive it, in a sense, then there could be, like, a start over, like, in quotations, like, start over, you know? And there would be no (laughs) fear of death. There would no be, like and when we tie this into like living eternally there wouldn't be any reason for salvation or for jesus or any of that because we aren't quote-unquote going to heaven if there's a start over i think that's quite fascinating and it was quite um there that those scientists truly believe that they could get to that point where humans could essentially if they had it in their bloodstream it could revive anything and I'm not a doctor I'm I'm <laughs> I am like not a scientist I don't know how that works or how that would work but it made sense by hearing them say this that they could help us or help people just reboot where there would be like no fear of death or and I don't even know how that would work like it, it just blows my mind kind of but that's kind of what I, I meant by start over.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Um, I wouldn't necessarily think it as, for me, I wouldn't think of that as like a start over. I think it would just be like a never ending cycle. Um, I don't, I I don't, because you're not, it's a really weird concept to think about, but you're not going back to being a baby. It's it's not like you're getting to be reborn. It's just Uh kind of like you're in that state, I guess, when you got microchips. Like say, I got microchip now, would I be this age forever Mm -hmm. that they could keep my body going? Like, would it halt my aging? Would I live to be, mm-hmm. like, say I lived to be older and then they, they hit the reboot? Do so I live in, like, an old person's body forever? It's a weird concept. To <laughs> I think know about, that is but...
0: very weird. And I feel like they haven't, like, experimented everything on that aspect. But it it's crazy. Like, even over in Japan, they have prototypes that are kind of like siri but in human form and they were going through like how they could talk to you how they could have a conversation with you that is where technology is going it's going towards like making robots that feel talk can sense emotions like humans it's quite insane if you think about it um yeah have you seen the show westworld i have yes yeah, doesn't it kind of remind you of that? <laughs> it does. No, it, it definitely does. Um, but it's just crazy to think that it could actually come into existence. There would be yeah androids, as they call it, or like robots or whatever, on the earth, just everywhere. And they could have maybe a conversation. That's what one of the scientists was talking about. Like, they could have a conversation with you. And I'm like, this is what... Yeah elon musk is going towards maybe i don't know i don't know we'll i don't like to it see. at all but <laughs> i will
1: say that there right now which is i think is so creepy is there are currently like ai influencers on social
0: media i yeah. don't know if you've seen that yes i have yeah
1: yeah so they're not even people it's just like a weird made-up cartoon uh-huh. and people are like treating them like they're humans so like crazy. it's so bizarre like they're doing advertising uh-huh and people, it's so, we, it's just so weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I know that there's definitely a lot of people interested in pushing this agenda. It's not mm-hmm. something I ever would want to be a part of. And I think that the, you have to also think too, why would someone want to be on earth living like this forever? Right, yeah. So you have to think about the bigger question here and like what their motives are behind it because that's
0: a whole other
1: question within itself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want to talk about the pro-abortion stance that Elon took for Tesla. Do you want to break that down a little bit for us? Um, yeah, so actually I have kind of a different perspective on this. Okay. And
1: yeah. I am definitely pro-life, I've voiced my opinion about this before, but I do think that the reason behind these CEOs that are, and actually it was Robbie Starbuck that posted about this first, The reason behind like these CEOs that are saying that they're gonna pay for someone to go fly and get an abortion in another state and stuff like that. It's it's not I don't think it's necessarily well, there is the whole like depopulation agenda, but that's a whole Mm -hmm. other conversation. But I think it also has to go along with the fact that they don't want to give people maternity leave. And I think that what you're seeing is wealthy CEOs saying, Okay, it's gonna cost me X amount of dollars to fly someone out of the state to go get an abortion. But what, for them, what that means is mm. this this woman is not going to leave on maternity leave. She's not going to develop a nuclear family, which she's going to put more of her time and effort into than work. And it's kind of just a way for them to get more work out of their employees. Um, and I also think that this goes back to the whole point of, you know, women in the workplace, uh-huh. which is another conversation. <laughs> but I think that there's a reason why large corporations and the government really pushed for women to be in the workplace and it mm-hmm. wasn't for women's rights it wasn't because they wanted women to have fulfilling careers it was so women could work they could make money off from these women and then they could tax them um, <laughs> and I know people you want to think about it like oh no they care about women that's why they want to go to work like no like if you think about the, like who's making money off income taxes right who's you know it's, it's more people in the workplace more money going into the economy. Um, and then this kind of goes back to what's happening now with these CEOs saying, "Oh, we'll pay for it." They, you know, put it in this package of like, "Oh, we're we support you know women who want to get or are pro-choice, whatever." But if you actually just look back to the numbers, it's just they're going to make more money if they do this. And I think the whole like, you know, I you know, regardless of whatever your beliefs are, I think Mm -hmm. people need to actually have a conversation as to what's going on because people are freaking out over something that didn't get decided on yet. And Uh it's just more talk, more distractions, Uh more news headlines. And
0: for something that may or may not happen. So, Wow. (laughs) That was such a good take on it, though. That, like, I... That makes total sense. It's all like every time I talk about something like this, it always goes back to the root of the love of money. And Mm -hmm. it would be stupid of these people not to even take that, like, role Mm -hmm. and try to get that because it makes sense. They're trying, like, even if, (laughs) because, like, we said, we're both pro life, so we're not going, like, we're not condoning it, but at the same time, we're just, like, trying to clear the surface that yes these people they want to get rid of the nuclear family they want to tax (laughs) you constantly it's all about how much work and effort you can put into their product so it can go out or whatever it's not about living your life having a good life building your family all of these things that the conservative movement is about it's the complete opposite so for you to say that was just perfect (laughs) perfect it was it truly was perfect um because I don't think that um people truly like get that you know um Mm -hmm. let's pick up with 2000 mules kind of tell listeners about what it is why kind of it was made and um Maybe even how they can watch it, because I, I had a hard time trying to find it.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't, they put it out there, like, in my opinion, the mm-hmm. easiest way to access it, and I'm sure there are reasons behind it. Right. But you can find it on um, Rumble, and then I know there's, like, the website, 2000mules.com, that you can buy from there. Mm-hmm. Um but basically the movie talked a lot about what happened with the election in twenty twenty and me even saying that it's probably probably gonna get this podcast censored. Probably but so maybe we'll just I don't know, we could come up with a code name for it. But basically the movie went through how these people, which they, you know, gave the name to as mules really mm-hmm. went around running, you know, false ballots and things like that, dropping oh. off different ballots at drop boxes and working to I guess you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah what was the, the outcome of the election what was the most shocking thing to you about it so I guess I
1: I think it was tough because I knew a lot of the stuff that they were talking about in the movie uh-huh. personally but I, I think you know and I think they did a good job of identifying what went down and you know using that footage and actually being able to gather that data so I feel like the actual data that they were able to pull which was like public knowledge which i didn't even realize you could like ask for this information i know um it was really interesting to see um so i I know like from my personal experience and i know a lot of people and even charlie kirk talked about this in the movie like we get bits and pieces and different updates about what 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 happened what's happening what's going on with it um and this you know movie did a good job of like tying that all together Mm -hmm. um did you enjoy watching it?
0: What were your thoughts? Oh yeah, I definitely enjoyed watching it. It was for me because I guess I, I didn't know we could ask for different things like that. And we didn't have like, I guess I searched for it. But ever since I got DuckDuckGo on my search browser, everything has been popping up that I wanted it to. But before then, it just hasn't been like that. So being able to research the topic of like the... We'll just call it 2020. (laughs) Uh, 2020 just has been off my radar. So watching this was an eye-opener. I wasn't exactly, like, shocked about it in Mm -hmm. a sense. I guess that's what I asked you. No, I was shocked, but I wasn't surprised. um, Yeah. Because we knew it happened. We knew that there were way too many votes for the other – a candidate and something was going wrong here you know like I was up the entire night I am so proud to say that I was up the entire night I was listening to news footage I was um back when Newsmax was okay to watch I was watching them (laughs) I was listening to Jenna Ellis try to do like a judicial background of like what's happening why aren't we getting results right now and then essentially, I think I got, like, three hours of sleep that night, and I woke up, and it was just all over the place. It's, like, you had... Was it
1: eerie? I I think back to that night, I think it was so eerie. Oh, it
0: like, was, yeah,
1: and, like... Um, I watched ugh, the footage that mm-hmm. came out, obviously, from all of these companies that we know are mm-hmm. all owned, um, but just seeing, like, like, all of the... All these stations, like yeah. the big ones like Fox, CNN, all right. of that, reporting like the same exact thing yes. verbatim. And like everybody, it was just like an eerie, mm-hmm. um and an eerie, like, I don't know, just an eerie no. vibe. It was like, yeah, it felt like we were in Hunger Games or something, oh. where it was like the whole <laughs> public knew something was off. Oh my God. Like, and they were all in on it. Yeah. And we're just sitting here supposed to be like, going along like nobody knew Mm. what to do it was very bizarre
0: I just think about that all no I think Eerie is like the perfect word to describe it because I remember like discussing with my family hey like how are y'all even going to sleep how are y'all like sane right now I I was like major anxiety it was just trying to figure out like what is going on you know usually the natural election system is that you get votes in by a certain time they count the votes it gets recorded and then you have your candidate for the next year that's not what happened and it even went into weeks I remember um, it went into weeks and they just couldn't figure out what was happening with Arizona and then other states started reporting different things and it was just a whole mess but I think Eerie is definitely the best word to describe it I I love that they came out with the movie but from your perspective do you think that we're lacking action when it comes to this
1: yeah so I think like obviously i don't know what's going on when it comes to if there are things going on because there are so many different cases around the country i feel like that are happening Mm -hmm. some states are doing a great job setting in different election integrity laws and things along those lines which is awesome but it's not like it's it it, at the end of the movie it kind of was like you know we need to ensure we have election integrity Mm -hmm. and do our part and i think there's a lot of people that are like okay so now what right you know what I mean? Because we can talk all, we can talk all we want about 2022 elections mm-hmm. and the supposed red wave that's coming, which I would love. And we, we can talk about that in 2024 too, but none of those elections matter if it's going to be the same situation as what yeah. happened right. in 2020. Yeah. And you know, for me actually being in New Jersey for the um, we, we recently had a really close election yes. between um, Jack Cittarelli and Phil Murphy. And it was so close. Yes, it was. And, I stayed up and I waited (laughs) and the same thing happened where we all went to bed and then the next morning, oh, you know, we don't know the winner. We're going to have to decide. And then the following afternoon, it was, oh yeah, Phil Mark, won again. Mm, Man. And we're just like, how, how, like what? Like, like this is never like, and and for people to like, we have to, we cannot normalize this. This is not normal. It's not normal that we can't count votes like we are so technologically advanced right now and we're we still can't count votes in one night that's just it's not the case
0: it makes Um, no sense
1: it makes no sense and it's it's just kind of like until we have election integrity until we have faith in our elections it's it's it doesn't matter who we put out there for Mm -hmm. 2022 you know we could have really amazing strong candidates and then guess what if they rig it it doesn't matter so um I think that that is something that needs to be taken care of first and foremost is having election integrity. I think it's also, and I don't want it to, but it also might, um, you know, sway people not to even show up and vote because they feel like their voice isn't being heard anyway. Yeah. Um, And that would be really bad. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I hope something, (laughs) you know, gets done about election integrity because it is super important. I know there are a lot of people working on it and things like that, but I just don't know what the actual results are.
0: Definitely. I I want to point out that I feel like a lot of people thought that 2020 was the first time that election was stolen. But actually, mm-hmm. this was just building up to the stealing of a presidential election. It has happened multiple times in history. I remember Lyndon B. Johnson, I was reading this the other day, that his mm-hmm. votes in Texas actually were so misplaced that it had to be something that was not going right there was some fraud in it um but at that time again they didn't have the technology like the 2000 mules movie had to say like hey people are dropping off dozens of ballots a day and that's another thing the um i don't know if you remember but there was an interview and it was disclosed the person wasn't shown it was their voice was kind of like hidden but she was saying like you said, people knew, like the certain people who were involved knew exactly who the candidate, like the candidate that was going to be chosen that night, even before any ballots were turned in. And that just gave me chills because I was like, that's exactly why people don't want to vote because they know, and the people who are doing it know that they have it all in their hands. They have figured out the system quite well even though we've caught some of it. Now we just need some action towards it and hopefully it will happen. And hopefully in 2022 and 2024 people won't get shy and they won't be scared of the reason that people are essentially committing fraud against America in the way of elections won't get scared when it comes to this please show up please vote for the person that you feel is best fit to run the country either in the presidential election or if it was um just for your state specifically but that that's my encouragement to you
1: yeah absolutely
0: okay i wanted to unless uh do you have anything else to just kind of wrap up about the 2000 mules movie before we get to the last part of this episode
1: Um, Yeah, I I mean, I would definitely recommend that you watch it if you have Mm -hmm. the opportunity to do so, and you know, send it to your friends, send it to your (laughs) family, spread the word. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was a little—I'm not sure the reasoning behind why it is kind of difficult to find it and you know, you know, and to purchase it, and they're not really sharing it on a lot of different platforms. And I'm sure that has to do with security reasons and funding and things like that. Um, But yeah, I think it's just important to to spread the word. I think it's really important to also just. Whether people, you know, regardless of where you fall politically, I think we should all want the same thing. We should all want fair elections, Mm -hmm. and I think it's important to kind of dive into what happened in 2020. And if you feel very strongly that, and actually it's crazy the results that are coming out right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. regardless of where you are politically, there are people on both sides that think that there was something that happened Mm -hmm. in this election that wasn't supposed to happen. So. Definitely, it's definitely eye-opening, especially if you're not really involved or keeping up to date with what's going on politically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if more people see it, more people will be more a little more open-minded and understand that if it happens to one political party, it can happen to the other. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we all need to come together on as a
0: country. So, speaking of the man who um, is in office right now, Joe Biden. Let's talk a little bit about. There's a federal law, and I kind of want to read it off right now, it states that it prohibits picketing and parading with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, and impending the administration of justice, or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer in the discharge of his duty. So that is a federal law, and essentially what is happening is that after the draft that Justice Alito was the the lead justice on, who essentially wrote most of it, what it looks like, is that um, many of these houses of the justices that lean a little bit more conservative, who, um, and the leak, right? There was a leak. (laughs) I keep forgetting all this stuff. But um, the, essentially, these justices' houses are being rioted in front of there has been like signs yelling all of this stuff why do you sure. think that law enforcement isn't engaging
1: honestly I I don't know whether or not but I do think that what we're seeing right now is a lot of Like I mentioned before, like it's kind of like this manufactured emotion thing where Mm -hmm. people just react right away to Mm -hmm. something that's blasted on the news in front of them. And I think that there was a reason why it was leaked, which is obviously concerning Mm -hmm. to everybody's security. But um, this got leaked and then people started having these crazy reactions. Like these, like we're saying, what we're seeing right now with the protesting and the rioting and the intimidating, like it's just, this is something that one wasn't supposed to be Close to the public but two you're getting it, it gets people so emotional mm-hmm. and then we're seeing them like just take out these emotions on something that may or may not be happening right and then we're seeing it, it, it's it's so it's just adding fuel to this fire of, mm-hmm. uh, dividing the people which i think is another whole conversation on its own but the the like the leak and what's going on like right. we don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. i do know that well i don't know this entirely but <laughs> I'm pretty sure the supreme court is not reading people's instagram stories right. and Instagram posts <laughs> when they're making their decision yeah. yet the second this happened it was like the internet just exploded with you know all of these uh-huh. infographics some of them completely false <laughs> yes. some of them completely false writing like wildfire i'm like I don't know who needs to hear this, like, I, but, like, the Supreme Court's not reading your Instagram story. <laughs> they're not concerned with what you're sharing. They don't care about this meme that's not even accurate. Uh-huh. But people don't even know what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Like, people are freaking out because they're like, oh, no, I'm never going to... I, you know, someone can't get an abortion. Now, nothing happened yet. And it's also... It's just bringing the power back to the states, and mm-hmm. there's so many people that don't know that. Right. And then there's all these people protesting on something that's not even happening. Mm-hmm. And it's... <sighs> It's just it's mind blowing, but I think this like emotion we see such an emotional like response to everything now, mm-hmm. and and you and it the second you start to realize that this is why these news stories leak, this is why things get pushed out there, it's so that you do have an emotional response and you do freak out and you do go out there and do these things, um, you kind of wake up to everything that's going on, and I think there's a lot of people that you can tell are still wrapped up in it. And it really surprises me too, and sometimes you see on both sides people freaking out before just taking a second to think for themselves actually do the research and read about what's going on and then i don't think people would be as freaked out or as divided as it may seem Mm um i i don't know why law enforcement isn't getting involved i have seen some of the clips online like you know whether they are or they're not i don't know um and i have seen some of the clips online of them outside of you know different justices houses and like it's just it, it i mean that also blows my mind. Like you, like by you know, riding and standing mm-hmm. in front of someone's home, right. you think that's going to change their opinion on, like what? Like yeah, you're, you can't intimidate these people, and and that's obviously it's going to be shown with the decision that gets made. But the intimidation aspect just blows my mind um, that they think that they can.
0: You know what I mean? No, I I totally get what you mean. And I like how you analyze the emotional culture that we've really been handed, kind of, or I guess we've created for ourselves even. Um, and it's just crazy to see the responses. And so it was Justice, um, Chief Justice, John Roberts, and also Kavanaugh. I know that, uh, like, after all of this happening, after hours of just rioting. Um, Glenn Youngkin, one of the good things that he's done is he brought in the National Guard, I believe, to help out with that. So I think that it's just it's gotten to a point where it's so vulgar and it's so violent against these people that they finally had to bring in their military troops. Like the National Guard is military troops. So I feel like it's crazy to think that it has gone so out of hand that police can't even do anything about it anymore, and they have to hand it over to the government and say, like, here, you need to handle them, um, but even then, it's still happening, and people are so high on emotions, that's what I like to call it, like, they're high on emotions, and everything just feels like, ah, you know, and, um, To talk a little bit about what you said, and it was such a good point that the justices and anybody on the Supreme Court does not read any of our posts. And I think that's so valid because as soon as this leak got out, people were going crazy, like you were saying. They were posting different things, and I was like sitting here thinking, I was like, first of all, you've never posted about pro life or pro choice before this. I hope that just because this happened that you would continue um, depending, like, use your freedom of speech. Like, especially on the per life side because that's where I'm at. I would hope that these people that finally stood up and had a voice and started to make posts that they would continue to do this even after this boils down. That's what I was feeling. Also, I was thinking a few things that went through my head were, well what made you so upset, like you said, and they even use this in the documentary that Savannah and Cola Brandt used, that it is a big fire, it is such a big fire, there are so many controversies, there's people who have arguments on, like, daily about this, there's families that have been broken apart because of the pro-abortion or pro-life side, um, and it's just something that essentially has divided our country, because It is one of those untouchable topics that no one wants to talk about, but I hope that maybe through this, somehow, there would be some sort of understanding that maybe, and like you said, this is just taking it back to the states. It's not even overruling abortion for everything. This is just the small step to get it back to where the Constitution wanted it to be, and that's the states. And... I was talking to some people and they didn't even know that it was going back to the states. So like you said, half of this stuff that you're hearing is false. And I hope that you would do your research, even read Alito's um, draft. That was such a powerful piece of, I guess, like literature or it was also like um, documents, but it was so powerful the way he described that when these justices who were Voting back when Roe v. Wade was being decided, they had no idea what they were, like, deciding on, you know? It was, um, it was like they were going off of the 14th Amendment privacy, but they totally denied the life liberty and pursuit of happiness of the constitution when they were doing this and i think it's important for our justice system to go back and have a judicial review and go over these documents and be like hey maybe we messed up we need to take this back to where the constitution has but what about you
1: yeah no i think you bring up a good point and the you know louder with crowder i don't know if you watch mm-hmm.
0: um yes
1: this show yeah he, he he went around and you know there's actually more people. I think it's 60-something percent of America thinks that there should be, and this is across the board, whether you consider yourself pro-life or pro-choice, mm-hmm. uh, thinks that there should be more restrictions on abortion. And he actually went around, and he was like going around the streets and asking people their views. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised. There's a lot, actually, a lot more people that are in favor of having regulations right. um, and more restrictions on it. And but people didn't under, like people were not aware that it was turning. The- power back to the states because Mm -hmm. someone probably saw an infographic online that told them that you know something some quote about you know men not allowing to do something about women's bodies Mm -hmm. totally neglecting neglecting the fact that it was nine men that voted on Roe versus Wade right nobody does the research on that but the people didn't know that people didn't people aren't like they just see something online or they see a headline and then Mm -hmm. they react to that headline without actually researching what's going on right and there's and if you think about it that goes back to like you were saying with the division it's just it's adding fuel to the fire it's creating more and more division mm-hmm. if you actually just sit down and talk to everyday americans and everyday people and your peers i think you actually find a lot more common ground mm. than you think yeah. and uh, it's just these conversations that need to be had it, it, it that's kind of goes back to having conversations with people in person and not you know just reacting to things that are you saw on social media and i think We're seeing that right now in real time. Every time something gets posted Mm -hmm. on social media, (laughs) everybody has a reaction about it. Mm -hmm. And it's important to do our own research and talk to people, talk to people that may or may not agree with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're not going to come together as a country unless we do have these conversations. And I think the more and more we actually bring awareness to what's really happening, uh, I think it'll be better. I think people will have less of these emotional responses. (laughs) Right. Um, and, and yeah, and these reactions, and I and I know, you know, you talked about earlier, like Gensaki and all, and people saying mm-hmm. like we should be doing this. Like that's again, that's just adding fuel to the fire. It's it's right. creating that division even more, creating even more of a reaction. And at this, you know, we really need to <laughs> push away from this and yeah. actually understand what's really going on. So right. I'm glad we're able to have a conversation like this, one where we can talk about, you know and question mm-hmm. different things going on today and be able to actually sit down and say how we feel about mm-hmm. things and listen to other people that may or may not
0: feel the same way absolutely and I'm so glad you were willing to have this conversation to wrap us up what is your reaction to Jen Psaki saying it is okay for the American people to be I guess, going back to the federal law, um, picketing and parading in front of these justices' houses.
1: I mean, yeah, I think, obviously, there's a difference between riots and trying to intimidate people and then exercising, you know, your freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. Right now, what we're seeing is just so crazy. I mean, I've seen the clips of them uh, protesting at churches I've mm-hmm. seen some clips from New York City I mean it is I, I don't even I can't even watch them honestly right. it's so it's it's painful to watch it makes you sick to your stomach you feel like what is going on <laughs> you feel like how, how have we gone so far in this direction that yes. are people aware of what they're actually protesting for like to me it's like a, such a dark scary mm-hmm. like I can not even watch the videos Um. and I think that when you have people well right now we have these people that are in power that want to spark these emotions and they want to get people Mm -hmm. riled up and mad and mad at each other. Uh, so that we're not focusing on the big picture, which is we, the people coming together. Mm -hmm. And I think there are people that are definitely taking what Jen Psaki and these people are saying and running with it Mm -hmm. and reacting in these ways because they don't think that they're going to get in trouble for it, which they may or may not. We, we don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and it seems to just be one of those things to get people to have a reaction and i think that they're just adding to
0: it instead of making things better and cooling the waters right it's like again putting that fuel in the flame and Mm -hmm. i i'm constantly praying like daily for strong wise leadership um in our country Mm -hmm. to like you said bring us together and not divide us so to end is there any Like call to action you have for listeners when it comes to anything we talked about either is it being discerning is it being do your own research is it um, being aware when you read different things anything like that
1: yeah I think like for me what's helped is just one being a free thinker questioning things that are happening questioning what is being told to you and why and I think that's a huge like wake-up point once you start kind of questioning everything and it's mm-hmm. not it's definitely not the easiest thing to do because uh-huh. you kind of have to unlearn a lot of things and really it, it's, a <laughs> it's not an easy journey that's for sure but yeah. it's definitely one that's worth it and once you kind of wake up to everything that's going on it's kind of, it's really um i see it as such a blessing to be awake in a time like this one mm. and i think we're all put on on this earth right now for a reason so if you are someone that is maybe nervous to voice your opinion, I recommend that you speak out. If you have a calling to speak out, do it. I mean, you know, this is your life. Don't let other people intimidate you or um, make you feel like you're alone in this because you're not. There's plenty of other people out there that feel the same way you do, and maybe Mm -hmm. hearing your voice will encourage others to speak out and speak their mind too.
0: That's such a beautiful call to action. I love when we talk about the community we have because even though it is scary, I love that I can go talk to so many people that I know and they will back me 100% and vice versa. I hope that I back them the same way that they would um, because it is like we talked about. It's scary and it's out of hand um, even more so. So it's just gotta hold on tight um especially during times like this where i feel like we go through hills and valleys where it, it kind of settles down and then you go up and it's a, like you said spike of emotions and then you kind of fall down and you're like whoa <laughs> wait come back yeah. you know and it's just interesting to see how human society just works based off of those hills and valleys where sometimes people and it, even studies have shown that people can't live without that fear like it's like um a blanket or something that they have to have with them um, no matter what it's just crazy but um, where can people follow you and read the blog listen to your podcast
1: yeah so you can find me on Instagram at Bexie it's at B-E-C-S-E-A you can also find me at Branding with Bex which is my podcast which is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and pretty much anywhere else podcasts are played Mm -hmm. And I also have a blog, which is bexy.com and yeah, you can find me on any of those platforms and season five is coming in June which I have some really cool guests
0: and I'm very excited for that one I'm excited to listen to those um but thank you so much for joining me this was probably one of my favorite episodes because we just get to talk to each other we get to be like whoa did you hear about this or like let's talk to listeners (laughs) about this. yes (laughs) literally I was so happy when you started like sending stuff like that because it just it makes me aware and hopefully I can find some stuff um to continue to share with you because it's kind of like an accountability partner when it comes to staying aware and alert. Try to find one of those because yeah. they're, they're yeah. great to have.
1: Definitely. <laughs> Especially when something like a news story breaks. Uh-huh. Like, okay, why are they really telling me about this? So <laughs> right. like, and then you you wait for like a little bit of time for mm-hmm. like the, the waters to like slowly cool. And then you're like, oh, now I get it. And then you know, everybody like reacted and it's all over the place before yes. you can even actually find out the real reason behind everything but it's definitely good to have an accountability
0: partner. I like how you said that. Yeah. And I also one more suggestion is that when stuff like this happens like practice being slow to speak when it comes to this. I this is something I had to work on because I remember I I think it was maybe Ukraine or something like this and I made a post and then I went back and I was like None of this is true, you know. And um I was like, okay, I'm going to be slow to speak. I'm going to listen. I'm going to see what other people send me um and do my own research and base my um either like post or whatever it may be off of that. So that's just one little snippet of advice when it comes to like big um outbreaks like this. But thank you so much um Bex for coming on with yeah. us and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is a lot of fun.